Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. We get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line off the Double T 97.3 mobile app. You're being called the Earl of Reasonableness. Okay. okay. I've, I've been called worse. I okay. would, I would I think take this that is a, as a compliment. I think this is a compliment. Uh, this, I need the Earl of reasonableness, reasonableness to weigh in. Jamie, is my anger at the Big 12 misplaced for giving Oklahoma and Texas cush home games with fired-up crowds for their final games in the league? Oh, man. Um I I don't want to call that a cush home game for the Longhorns. Um, you just you didn't perform this year like we all thought you were going to perform. Yeah. Okay. That that should have been a real football game. Mm-hmm. That that there's. I mean, was there an injury heading into that game that you said, Pam? I mean, we can't compete with what we have right now. No, because I we, didn't have that. No, because we we talked about on really on the opposite side of what was the impact of, of them losing their running back. Was that going to be was that going to be an impact on the game? Not that that was going to be the difference maker, but yeah, you know, hoping that that could give you maybe a little bit of an opportunity. Yeah, as far as the Sooners went, maybe a little bit of a different deal. But man, I, I've we've we've gone down to Austin in recent years and put on a great show win or lose mm-hmm. put on a great show and been a real really entertaining football game um i don't know i mean if <laughs> i think there should be some anger towards the big 12 or its leader uh if you're a red raider fan over what happened on friday um but um i think most of the anger or disappointment just needs to be you know, you got to kind of look in the mirror a little yeah. bit yeah. internally. I mean, yeah. you can you can do that. All right. So, but but I, I I'm I mean, from day one we've talked about oh, Brett Yormark just circled that game on the calendar. <laughs> I mean, in as dark a sharpie as you could ever want, mm-hmm. and it absolutely looked like it. It absolutely looked like that team circled that game on the calendar and wanted it bad. Okay, and I'll also say another thing. Um, I would like to know how many of you, when it was fifty to seven, and you know there's a minute or so left in the game, and they could have taken a couple kneel downs. I'm not c- criticizing Texas for doing it, but they could have taken a couple kneel downs and ended it at fifty to seven, and they're still running plays. How many of you are thinking, "Oh, yeah, oh, Sark really appreciated Joey McGuire's text message after a big win." <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it, it's it's fair. It's not like we haven't done that. So, well, no, I, again, I'm not criticizing them. Yeah, but they absolutely could have taken any. It could have ended sure. fifty to seven. Sure, and they're still. I mean, they weren't running flea flickers or anything like that. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not accusing them of running up the score, but they didn't have to score again. Yeah, they they could have taken a knee or two there and yeah. ended it. They and then they didn't, and they didn't. And all I was thinking about was. Joey McGuire's comments about, you know, sending Sark a congratulatory, te- congratulatory text message after they 
congratulatory text message. How about mm-hmm. that? After they beat Alabama. And I'm thinking, oh, really appreciated that text <laughs> message, didn't he? <laughs> Let me put it on you a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Quinn, you were saying after the game with regard to Brett Yormark's comments, and he said head coach Joey McGuire's, it's just crazy for Mark, for our commissioner to say that about us. It wasn't lost on the Longhorns. I mean, they they also played those that message over the uh, over the scoreboard towards the end of the game. So, I mean, you don't blame them. You don't blame them at all. I mean, they we we probably would have done this. We, no, we wouldn't probably. We would have done the same thing if it if the tables had been turned. We would have done the same thing. Yeah, I just was. It was surprising to me that everybody here loved the comment so much without really thinking what it was doing. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I'm I probably I probably stand in that line that you're talking about. Uh, I'm not going to be the head of the line, but I I didn't I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. I was there when he said it, so um, I didn't it didn't just resonate on me going, oh, this could come back to haunt us. And I was thinking, no, that that's that's that, right on, man. <laughs> so but I'm guil- guilty as charged right here. I mean, I'm guilty as charged for not thinking. Well, that could be that could that could be that could be a problem in November. No, I was thinking at the mm-hmm. same time though. We were at that point in the year. We were expecting to be competing for a, mm-hmm. in the conversation sure, for the yeah, championship. Sure, yeah. We weren't taking eight wins at that point in time of the year. No, and <laughs> yeah, you got six. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, let me say this. What I'm doing right now is blame shifting. Okay? The problem was not Brett Yormark's comments. The problem was the way you played. It's on you. It's on you. Be motivated. Be fired up. Mm-hmm. Be anxious to play. Be, hey, we want to beat these guys like it means, I mean, it's the most important thing in the world to us. It looked like it that way on the other sideline and good for them. Yeah, you know, we didn't look like we had that same fire. We looked like we were deer in the headlights. Um, uh, you know, and, and look, uh, a couple of people bring up injuries on the defense, and I understand that. And you know, every every team's going to yeah. have in, in, and and there, I think that's fair. I mean, I it, think that affected is, our defense. It, it is fair. I mean, but when it, you when you're missing Jalen Hutchings, you you held out Jacob Rodriguez on purpose. Um, you know, with regard to Tyler Owens and Miles Price, those guys were uh, banged up, and then due to Banks, you know, inside the game. But Rodriguez, you preserved his red shirt, is what you did. Um, whether that was good, bad, or indifferent, whether it's even going to come into play, because you know he could be a guy that leaves early anyway. So then the red shirt becomes a moot point. But was Jacob Rodriguez going to make that much of a difference in that game? Probably not. I wouldn't guess he was going to make a 50-point difference. No, probably. I'm not sure Aikman, Emmett, and Irving would have made a difference in that game. Or even Irving. Need, uh, need his, needed some offensive linemen. I was thinking of Julius Irving, but, you know. Okay. Well, Can we get some of those? Kyrie wouldn't have helped either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's fair. All right, so... Here, here's uh, maybe the pink elephant in the room, and this is a question from South Texas Ambassador Preston. Morning, guys. Hot question. Does Zach Kitley make it to next year as the offensive coordinator? Uh, my, my guess is yes. My guess is yes. Now, there's a lot of dangling partisans pipples in there. Now, does, does somebody, 
you know, is there a, is there, a, you know, are there changes of whether they're um, willing or not? I, I just don't get the sense that you're going to quote hang a body for this season. There may be some guys that are encouraged to move along or that get opportunities to move along, and you don't, you know, make a big, you know, deal to save them. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't know who or what circumstance, but there's always there's always going to be movement, right? There's always going to be movement, but I I just don't get the sense with as much as as much play as you went into the season from the head coach that you're going to get somebody that says, hey, this guy's the reason why we didn't do very well, and so we're going to make a change here. Like Baylor's made a change with their offensive coordinator. Dave Aranda's had to make is going to have to make significant changes, apparently, to his staff to save his job, and apparently he's going to do that. I don't get the sense that that's going to be the case here. But I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, in, I'm not in those meetings. I'm not inside those walls. But that's, that's the sense that I get. The sense that I get would be, Whoever wants to come back can come back. If you want to move, you can move. But I don't. I don't get that. I don't get that sense that they're going to quote hang a body, so to speak. Do you? I, I wouldn't guess so. My, my guess is that Joey McGuire is a very loyal guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's pretty loyal to to his his people. And um, I know sometimes we've seen coaches, whether that be players or assistant coaches, um, be loyal to a fault. And that sometimes they they stand behind guys that they need to move on from or whatever. But um, I don't know if that's the case here or not. I'm not really sure. But uh, my my guess is that you just the way Coach McGuire has talked all season long. I I don't think he's putting this on the offensive coordinator, and I do not expect there to be a change. Yeah, I don't either. I would agree with that. Six twenty five this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, Jamie Lenn, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. We'll have the high school fan zone on the air tonight for you. That'll be at 6 o'clock on 100.7 The Score. We'll have uh, Coronado girls basketball coach Ashley James. Estacado football coach Will Blaylock. Their team came to an end. Uh, this past uh, weekend, uh, with or Friday, should say, with and, and they probably had they went the made the deepest run as far as the the Lubbock City Schools are concerned. Uh, we'll have Lubbock High School girls basketball coach Brent Palmer on and Monterey girls basketball coach Jill Schneider on. That'll be on tonight at uh, six o'clock on the high school fan zone. We'll also have uh, the Cowboys Hour and Jamie. It's a victory Monday for the Cowboys even though it comes after a Thursday and they've well moved past that, but it's still a victory Monday for the Cowboys. Okay. Okay. So be looking for that. And then uh, tonight, I mean, they're coming off a short week going to a week where they play on Thursday. Right. So shouldn't victory Monday have been Saturday? Probably, but I mean, I mean, aren't they treating today like a Wednesday? I'm sure we'll hear that. Right. But it's still, it's still Monday. It comes after a Thursday win. it's still a victory Monday and they didn't have a Cowboys hour for us to, uh, to celebrate the Victory Saturday show on Saturday. Well, they could have. We were just busy doing other games. We were busy doing other things. We that, were, that could have been an option. We were busy doing other things. So um, I had I had two questions for you guys this morning. Um, and I, 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 don't, I, I'm sure, I don't know if you'll be, be able to answer one of them 
or if there is or if there is one if there is an answer for one of them uh one question is your biggest disappointment of the year can't be just the year your biggest disappointment of the year and the other is your favorite game of the year so take take a swing at either We're like a month early, aren't we, on these kind of questions? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just kind of the post-mortem, you know, of the football season. I thought just maybe your early reaction. Are you talking just football or you want the entire calendar? No, I'm just talking oh, about just football. You're just talking about tech football. Yeah, okay. Just, oh, okay. Tech football season. Okay. My yeah. bad. My yeah, bad. I'm, I'm I thought sorry. you were talking. I'm sorry. I just didn't clarify that enough for you. These are my notes from yesterday that I made to myself. So our biggest disappointment is it is it is it what took place on on Friday? I mean, without question, is that the easiest thing, or do you have something more global overall that you would like to see? It could be the, the just the total performance of the whole team. So can green. I just say six and six? You can you can you can say whatever you'd like. Yeah, I mean, if it, we're if we're going game single game, I'm not going. Friday, I'm going to West Virginia game. Okay. Uh, West Virginia is very mediocre. Okay. You should have never lost that game. Okay. That's the um, game you lost on September the 23rd. Mediocre, and they were playing a backup quarterback who's horrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should have never lost that game. You lost that game 20 to 13. Lost three of your first four. Um, I mean, just, I, I hate to go like big, but it's like the fact that, I mean, you thought you were going to be in the mix for the big 12 championship game and mm-hmm. you were eh, felt like you were eliminated from that pretty early mm-hmm. even though you end up with a decent big 12 record i'm not gonna act like it's awesome but it's decent i mean being above 500 in big 12 play hasn't come easy around these parts right We've now done it two years in a row mm-hmm. um and was there a second part uh second part was your favorite game of the year Do you need some help? I mean, let me give you a couple of games to think about. No, I know which ones you won. Um, Do you have one that you particularly enjoyed going to? or I guess just the fact that, I mean, anytime you beat TCU, I mm-hmm. think it's a big deal. Yeah. So um, it was a home game. We needed it. That was, that was pretty good. I, I feel like you're... Maybe your most complete game was the Baylor game. So winning there in Waco, mm-hmm. dominating performance. Um, that would be high on my list too. But those are also the two teams that in the conference that I dislike the most. Jeff, anything come out to, uh, to you? This entire group of Texas Tech wide receivers yeah. is the most disappointing. Mm-hmm. I've never – I've been watching Tech football since Spike Dykes was your coach. This is the worst group of receivers I've ever seen. Man, on on Friday, I mean, just not competing for the ball. I mean, just I'm not catching the ball when they were open and it's in their hand. I mean, just I, I don't know. I mean, not the fact that they can't break press coverage, they they can't block, block. On the outside. They doesn't feel like they can get open, even if it's a simple quick route, like across the board. You could change every wide receiver out next year, and I don't know that I would miss anybody. Well, especially and, and, especially for a group that you thought was you were really high on going into the season. Yeah, and like guys that I look at and I think, oh, man, 
that guy's he's talented. If if it clicks for him, he's going to be good or he's going to do great things. And it just never clicked for any of them. You know, I think I spent like oh of the twelve weeks of the season, about thirteen of them thinking Bradley's going to break out. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's going to figure this out. He's going to have a big game. How does a guy that talented just never? I mean, was not a factor hardly at all for you this year. No. No, not hardly at all. Uh, Jeff, do you have a favorite game of the year? I really, the TCU game should be mm-hmm. uh, because it was the home win and it's a rivalry game. It was a Thursday night. You needed that win and got it. But I'm going to go with the Baylor game. You, It was your best, most complete game. And it kind of also felt like you got the monkey off your back from Baylor last year in that one game because it was the worst game you played last year. So, hey, good news. If we play Texas next year, we should be really good. Well, I don't think it's going to work that way. That's not going to work no, that. No, it's not no. going to work that way. But, yeah, like I I was really, really nervous going into that Baylor game, thinking that it was going to be another debacle like the year before. And you went in there and, and controlled the whole game. So that's where I leaned for your best performance of the year, which was why it's my favorite. I mean, the the, the first two are pretty disappointing. Um Especially when you're up seventeen nothing on Wyoming, man. What, how did the season change on on that game? And then, you know, the Oregon game with, you know, feel like you're driving with an opportunity to win, and you know, give up the interception and lose by eight. Um, those, those two were pretty pretty disappointing. And maybe for me, the last one, um, just because I mean, it, you you beat a UCF team that and was really very competitive and uh, you, you found a way to win at the end of the day and uh, you got yourself bowl eligible all right so if you have a thought on that hit us up on the Yates flooring center chat line double t 97.3 and double t 97.3 this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction take your thoughts comments Yates flooring center chat line go to the double t 97.3 mobile app for that it's presented by happy state bank visual edge IT hotline is open as well for you. We'll have Cowboy Hour tonight at 6. High School Fan Zone tonight at 6. Among the coaches that will appear on the High School Fan Zone tonight, uh, Jill Schneider, the uh, head basketball coach for Monterey, her team will be in action tomorrow against Friendship, and we'll have that game for you on Double T 97.3 at 6. It's a girl-boy doubleheader starting at 6, and then the boys will play uh, tomorrow at 7.30. That uh, that might be a little basketball game that could be of interest uh, tomorrow, both those, uh, both those boys and girls games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that'll be at, uh, at the Friendship uh, Tiger Pit? Tiger Pit, yeah. yeah. Could, be, uh, could be full up. Uh, Lady Raiders got a couple of wins in Las Vegas over the weekend. They beat uh, Rutgers first, 79-72. Uh, to 72. Got 28 points from Jazz Shavers and 24 from Bailey Maupin. As they came from nine down uh, to win um, the ball game, uh, Rutgers in the first half scored at will in the paint. I mean, just at will. Um, They would finish with 50 points in the paint. They had 32, though, in the first half, Jamie. And Tech went to a zone in the second half. And Coach Gurley said after the game, he says, I am not too prideful to not play zone because they just they were big, they were long um, and physical, and then you were able to clamp down in the second half, shoot the ball better, uh, get to the free throw line a little bit. 
um, in the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter. They went 11 of 12. Tech would finish 26 of 29 from the free throw line against Rutgers. Really, that was the, that was the key stat in the game, 26 yeah. points from the free throw line. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the fact that you hit nine threes, that's two more than what you normally do. And and limited them, um, limited them from the free throw line. They were eight of fourteen, and you just kept driving. They kept fouling, mm-hmm. and so you put yourself in uh, in a really good spot. Bailey Maupin went ten of eleven from the free throw line, and uh, she was the the big star there. And and Jazz Shavers went nine of nine from the free throw line. I think I'm noticing it more now um, this season because girls high school basketball which I watch a lot of, has mm-hmm. gone to the same um, same rules as far as foul, five fouls in every quarter, mm-hmm. you know, you go to the free throw line or whatever. I, I just... Do you like it or not? I hate it. Okay. You'd rather shoot it. the one and one after seven? Yes, I feel like we, 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 we've just made girls basketball free throw shooting contest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think in the college level, it's probably less noticeable mm-hmm. um, because they're more skilled players and they're able to um, defend without fouling as much. Mm-hmm. But even so, I mean, again, that game was won at the free throw line, which a lot of games are. I mean, that, and whether you're talking about men's, women's, NBA, whatever, um, I just think it sends people to the free throw line too much. I hate that you don't have the pressure of making uh, the front end of a one and one. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, I mean, it was benefited the, the Lady Raiders on uh, whatever night that was. Friday, that was so. uh, Friday. I, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Can I go back to something? And when she said it in the going back to Chuck bringing up the comment Gerling made in the post game that she wasn't too prideful not to go to the zone. Mm-hmm. Not a basketball expert. Didn't play. Didn't understand why pride had anything to do with it. I commend a coach for making a change that's successful. <laughs> yes. I want coach. more coaches to make more changes <laughs> yeah. to be more successful. She wants to play man to man. Coaches she wants to play man to man. Coaches expect their player to be able to guard somebody. Yeah. They, they, yeah. She she yeah. wants to be able to play man to man. But 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 the fact that they were able to make that adjustment for something they really hadn't practiced um for she was really happy with her team to be well, able to, to to do that. So would you say Chuck in the Big 12 they'll face more teams that with size like you saw against Rutgers? Yeah, and I think that becomes more of a of, of a Big 12 style. That was more of a Big 12 style game, so that's that's a concern, sure. Yeah. So that's probably mm-hmm. something we will have to see more of mm-hmm. as the year goes along, especially because you're not playing your true bigs as much, you know, you're playing with a smaller lineup. Yeah. And and you're you're not playing those true bigs as much as maybe you have in years past because you know you're much quicker and way more athletic with the smaller lineup out mm-hmm. there. Um, so I, I wonder if if coach is going to have to do that a little bit of that against those you know when you're playing Aoka Lee and all that at yeah. Kansas State and other teams with yeah. with a lot of height. Probably Kansas. That Texas girl from and, Kansas, and, yeah, just ate our lunch last year. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's. And, you know, the, the good news about KU and K-State for, for the Lady Raiders is you only have to play them once this year. Okay. So that that's, I mean, it doesn't mean that that's gonna, you're going to get a pass with the others. It's just Aoka Lee is Aoka Lee. I mean, she's, nobody doesn't like her. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's pretty good. She's pretty good. But, I mean, the, the, fact that, uh, the fact that you're able to make that adjustment, and I think they really like, um, the play of uh, that's come on of uh, Elena Arike. I mean, she's she's a little bit bigger and a little bit more. Str- she's stronger. And she moved started in, moved into the starting lineup. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. She started uh, because they just 
it was a coaching decision. weren't uh, particularly happy with with what Jordan Merritt was doing in the in that starting role. But then Merritt comes off the bench uh, against Santa Clara, and you know she has she has a nice game, um, and and you know didn't didn't pout or didn't get mad about it. And she had she had nine points and five rebounds, and you know played you know twenty four minutes. And I think that's one thing they really like is that they've got some depth on their bench. To be able to go to somebody else if, if somebody's have have had a couple off nights, mm-hmm. that's that's good. I, and she's played great off the bench, um, so it's good to see her, you know, come into the starting lineup, get some key minutes, and and continue that. But uh, I think as the season goes along, you'll see Jordan Merritt kind of find her yes, find her place absolutely. one way or the other. She's she's just playing too talented. A- a- uh, absolutely, and I think the fact that the fact that you've got Merritt and Freelon. Especially Freeline. I mean, she she doesn't play at six one. I mean, she's she's uh, you know she's your leading rebounder, and uh, she's she's doing a you know she can jump out of the gym, and and uh, it's just you know you just have some you know the bigger the bigger players that you have right now uh, can't keep up with the pace because they want to they want to play at a frenetic pace. They want to put pressure on the ball. They want to put pressure on the defense, and. You know, frankly, um, and that's why you're playing with a smaller line. Yeah, the other, the two bigs can't so can't you, keep up with that, right? And you're hoping you could take advantage of their quickness against mm-hmm. against other teams' bigs, but the the disadvantage is you not having the size inside. Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, mm-hmm. the way that uh, Moppin is shooting the ball right now, and and same thing with Shavers. I mean, they're shooting the ball really, really well. And then just the way that um, Ashley Chevalier is able to to handle the ball, kind of allows Moppin to to do what she does best, which is She's a playmaker, shooter, scorer. Yeah, can shoot and can can score and and all that kind of stuff. So, anyway, so that was that. You get a couple of wins there, and they'll they'll be next in action on Wednesday against uh, UC Irvine. UC Irvine, uh, one of their assistant coaches, uh, Derek Wynn, is Jada Wynn's dad. So he'll uh, he'll have the scout on her. I'm sure <laughs> he'll say, "Watch that number twenty four And I mean, Jada Wynn threw up a. Th- Ball the other uh, on Saturday that went round and round and round. It was like a roulette ball, and it and it went down through the net. But I mean, it touched every part of the rim and spun around and went right down there through it. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out. It worked out. Still well. counts the same. It still counts the same. That that's that's exactly right. So I think they were really happy with with their performance and and what you did against um, what you did against uh, Santa Clara was a, a different type of team. Um, they brought uh, and they're they're a team that's expected to do extremely well in their league. So the fact that you're able to beat them was was nice. So a couple of good good wins there in Vegas for uh, for the Lady Raiders. Seven twenty five this morning. Jamie's question of the day is next. I'm sure that you'll uh, have a you have a good one for us. You have a thought provoking one for us. I don't know, man. I'll let you decide. That. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. That's uh, next year this morning. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. All right, it's uh, 7.32 this morning. Your question, sir. Okay, so I'm fearful you're not going to love this one. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. I asked Fire you a away. question last Monday. Mm-hmm. And you and I think our listening audience for the majority, eh, maybe about half and half, was higher than I was. Okay? Okay. Um, I'm asking you 
to give the coaching staff as a whole mm-hmm. a grade for this football season. I can't remember what my grade was last last week. Or was it last week? I, last week we kept hearing, if you beat Texas, if you beat Texas, oh, okay. if you beat Texas, we kept hearing that, okay? You did not beat Texas. Yeah. And you you, you lost bad. Okay. Um, so if you're just looking, and maybe I shouldn't say coaching staff. You want to go just team. Give the team whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll I mean... It's it's hard to. I guess just my 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 feeling is it's 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 no better than a C, maybe a C minus. You know, I I would say C just because you figured out a way to win, you know, three ball games in a row and get yourself bowl eligible, despite all the adversity that you went through. Whatever, however you want to define that, uh, I don't want to always use injuries as an excuse, but I mean you. You did have two of your quarterbacks go down. You did have a quarterback that uh, you don't even – we don't know the full extent of the injuries to Baron Morton, um, the problems with the defense at times, you know, the problems with – I'm just going to say C. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a C. Yeah, I kind of feel like this year's football team is the sports version of of the guy that ends up last out of medical school. He's still called doctor. He's still a doctor. doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, because you still made a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And where we get nine out of the in the Big 12? Is that right? That's the right number? I believe, yes, yes, that's correct. And yeah. you had a winning record that's in cool. Big and you had a winning record in Big 12 play for back-to-back mm-hmm. seasons for the first time since 08-09. That those are impressive things to have happen. Your last place out of medical school. And I don't know what that would be. D minus feels like a great grade if I needed to give a letter. But I think the position is really more where I feel this team has landed. You made it out by the skin of your chinny chin chin. You've got a bowl game. You kept the streak alive. You did well in some parts, but you got a lot of work to do to improve your skill. So... Do they even do pluses and minuses in the D category? Or is it just a D? Well, I don't want to give them just is, a D. Is Texas Tech on a plus minus um, grading scale? I, I don't know what that means. Like D plus, D minus, A plus, A minus. I mean, do the, do yeah. the, I mean, I've always known of A's and B's and C's to have pluses and minuses. I've never actually heard of somebody getting a D plus or a D minus. Okay, well, I, that's that was my question. Okay, okay, I'm at a just solid D. Okay, to me, you passed the class. Okay, you're allowed to move on. Okay. to the postseason. Okay, okay, just a solid D. I can't call it a failure because you've you've now moved on to third grade or fourth grade or whatever grade you're going into, mm-hmm. aka you're going to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can't call it a failure. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't get to a C. Okay. I can't okay. get to a C. Okay. I think you just, you did the least possible to get to the next grade. All right. And that's what a D does. A D passes you, correct? You can move on with a D. Yeah. Probably doesn't make mom and dad real happy, but you know, you've moved on to I the next I grade. I think I had at least one class uh, where you had to at least get a C to be able to 
to get credit for the class. And okay. I, just, I just remember getting a C minus in a class that I really thought that I, I understood and did well in, but I flunked a couple of the first two tests and I went in and pleaded in, uh, you know, participated in the class and was there every day and <laughs> did well on the final and I got a C minus in the class and I was able to move on. Okay. But I needed that class to graduate. Yeah. I just feel like last week when we talked about this, the reason mm -hmm. I, I re-racked this one is there was there was hope for this Saturday or this past Friday and mm -hmm. how that would change everything because if you sent the Longhorns out with an L or knocked them out of a Big 12 championship game, I think there were plenty of people that were Hey, I could get to a B if, you know, yeah. and then that didn't happen, and it was it was bad. But mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I'm I'm my my grade was team as a whole, not necessarily the coaching staff. I mean, okay. coaching staff can't can't really control injuries, you know. And I mean, and I I can get into your Chuck, your you know, you had six quarters where you were playing a guy that was just you know a, a talented young man but did not have the experience and the, the snaps to be ready for what he was facing which made it really difficult for you for you to win those games but at the same time I think of other losses where you were healthy at the quarterback position and I got to knock you back down a peg for losing those games right and mm. feeling like injuries didn't affect that it was it was you who affected that. Well, that would to Not me that would that would be the the Wyoming game and the Oregon game. I think West Virginia. I mean, you had quarter. You had injury problems in that game, but I mean, you shot yourself in the foot in that game by not by refusing to run the football in the first half. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I don't give you a pass for West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, and and as far as Barron goes, this is it's been a really. He did not look right on Saturday or Friday. Gosh, how many times am I going to get that wrong? He did not look right. Um, but, I mean, Coach McGuire has talked and and seems like Barron has too about him being as healthy as he's been all season, right? Since before the West Virginia. He's practicing more since, since, since West Virginia. But he did not look good the other day. Now, maybe that was because he was gun-shy, afraid from the offensive line. Um, just their struggles, but man, he, I mean, didn't look like there was a lot of zip on the ball the other night. So I, I don't know where he's at health wise. I, I, that didn't look like it. I think there's been a lot of camouflaging there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> there's another word that comes to mind. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> Not being hundred percent. Telling the truth, but Campbell. there's another Wait, word. We've been lied to about a tech quarterback. <laughs> can, no way. I think Jeff hit the word. You could say misled. I liked camouflage. I thought that was a good word. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good to hear from uh, Choice Woodman and Jeff Haxton, their thoughts on uh, the sporting weekend. Noon today on 100.7 to score. It's the bottom line. And then this afternoon, Aaron Dickens and Dr. Mike Gustafson have a tech talk for you on uh, Double T 97.3 from 3 until 6. Cowboy Hour tonight at 6 and then Bears and Vikings uh, tonight at 7. It won't be quite the game that was uh, last Monday night between the Chiefs and Eagles. I, the, the only th reason I bring this up is it, it stunned me this morning when I saw this 
That game was the most watched game on Monday Night Football in 27 years. Just, just, a, just crazy, 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 crazy. Why does that surprise you? I mean, that's uh, rematch of the Super Bowl. Well, just the fact that it had been 27 years that. I mean, that's that's a, a, it was a great matchup with two mm-hmm. of the most exciting players in the league. Sure, fun teams to watch and. Sure. The the last time that they had an audience that big, and it was 29 million viewers, was Green Bay at Dallas in 1996, which okay. would have been a great matchup in 1996 as well. Uh, but still, I mean, it's not like they haven't had good games, but I mean, it's I just... I guess the surprising part that it wasn't a Cowboys game, just because the Cowboys are such a ratings monster. If there's any surprise, it would be that Dallas wasn't involved, but... Um, you mean for this past week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but obviously was. the Chiefs and Eagles are ratings monsters right now, too. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you something else that was a, a ratings monster. We haven't talked about it. We talked about this a little bit on Friday. But, man, I, I just um, I just thought the, the going band from Raiderland and their performance in, in New York with the Thanksgiving Day Parade and, and what they did, you know, in, in Times Square, the Times Square takeover, being on the Today Show, the whole thing, I thought that was just – just huge, huge for the university. Great exposure. I mean, they they looked like a marching band. They sounded like a marching band, and they marched like a marching band. I mean, just with that's at, good because if they were playing football, they'd have been. I, I know, I know, but I mean, I mean, but with with precision and just with everything that you see, it looks like they just represented the university and just the with the utmost fashion, uh, with a with a gigantic uh, performance and just you know on a national stage and just. Everything that you everything that you want to see, and you know, if you're a friend of the university or an, an alum or a former student or just a, just a fan, man, you couldn't be prouder uh, than what uh, than what the the band did um, last uh, Thursday on Thanksgiving Day and 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 last week. I just think it was just a huge, huge, huge uh, publicity score for for the university, and just puts you in in, in great light and. And um, they did everything. Looked like they did everything they could to do everything right, and and then followed up with a fantastic performance. So I thought that was I thought that, I thought it was just awesome. Uh, and I think the impact on that will be will be felt for a long time in terms of what what the band did. And you know, I I feel like sometimes they don't get the, the credit that they deserve because those guys uh, work extremely extremely hard uh, to to perform and. And you know, and, and all the things that they do. So, I, I like I said, I, I was just like proud as punch for them on uh, on Thursday as I watched that. I mean, it's um, no Baylor line though. I mean, they oh no, it's it's way better than the Baylor line. It's way it's way way better than than the Baylor line. Uh, Eight oh five this morning here on the for morning new drive. morning show listeners. Please know that I'm just poking fun at Chuck. Yeah, I am not saying that the going right. man is worse than the Baylor line. Right. Um. Okay, I wanted to get your opinion on something. Uh, here's here's the first thing I want your opinion on. So Michigan defeats um, Ohio State on on Saturday. They they win the ball game thirty to twenty four. Jim Harbaugh is serving a three game suspension because of sign stealing. But as part of his agreement with the University of Michigan, he gets a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. For the Wolverines defeating Ohio State thirty to twenty four, what's your feeling on that? 
Uh, doesn't feel like he coached the game. Doesn't feel like he should get the bonus. Yeah. But, um, if uh, if we were in that situation, we'd probably be like, yeah, go ahead and pay him. Yeah. Probably go ahead and pay him. Um, he was not allowed to attend the game at uh, Penn State nor Maryland. He was involved in practices and uh, preparations. And same thing goes for uh, Ohio State. Now, uh, he gets to go to the conference title game. And if Michigan wins that game, he'll he'll be set to receive another $1.5 million in bonuses, $1 million for winning the Big Ten Championship, and 500000 for the team getting into the college football playoff semifinals. Now, one thing that Harbaugh has harped on is he is he has beat the drum loudly for players to get more money um, because of of what the players do to to bring you know awareness to the university and make money for the university. I mean they they you know seat one hundred and two thousand and get gen, huge ten, television ratings. They're part of the Big Ten, which generates large amounts of money. And Harbaugh has said he'd take less money to give some of that to the players. So maybe he should give that five hundred thousand dollars to his team. Well, when you hear about the 1.5, you know, just for winning the game, ultimately, that would get you to the college football playoff, it really does. When you hear about that kind of stuff, then you're like, well, I mean, then shouldn't the players be getting paid too if he's getting paid uh, just to win, you know, for for being able to get into that game and Mm -hmm. win that game? And it feels like they're doing part of it as well. Yeah, I I mean, I don't – Jim Harbaugh is saying all the right things to help his players like him more, recruits to like him more, all, all the above. I don't, and if he wants to give him money, I, I mean, that's that's up to him. Yeah, I don't know if he can legally do no, that. No, he can't. But whatever. He can, I guess he could donate. It wouldn't to be their the first initiative. thing that he's done illegally that he's gotten away with. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Um, let's see. Let me ask you this. Um, Do you think he's coaching Michigan next year? Uh yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't think, think he's going to another college team. The only he the only thing he might do is go to the NFL, but I think he enjoys being the head coach at Michigan. Just that's the observation I have. So let's see that. All right. Uh eight oh eight this morning here on the morning drive. I've got another question for you, but it's you're gonna I think you're gonna expand on it just a little bit more. Um than than what we have time for right now. Uh, this it was definitely a very proud moment for me as a going band alum. Okay. Okay. Um, other than that, how does it feel in Texas? We're stretched to go only three and seven. Get fifty burger in the last meeting, even with having the commissioner rooting for you. Also, to have the all time record of be fifty two and seventeen, it feels it sucks. It feels horrible. <laughs> God, what, what do you want me to say? You know, what do you want me to say? Uh, agree, Chuck. Watch the Florida game Saturday, and their band played it. Would be playing. Would yeah. well, I'm sorry. Got lost in that one. <laughs> it was poorly written. Agree, Chuck. Watch the Florida game Saturday, and their band played every play, it seemed. Why can't our band play at our games more? Oh, I don't know. That You'll have to ask somebody else that question. They play. They play quite a bit. Sorry, don't know why they can't play more. They play quite a bit, though. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.